Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. And I'm happy to say we have on the line Yarun Waltzman. She's the co-founder and creative director of High Pitched. Uh, as well as a number of other interesting uh, initiatives, which we're going to be talking about. Yurin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us on the New Blue Review. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. To begin with, tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, you you came. Uh, you you are from from South Africa. You you moved to Israel. How did that work? How did you get there? So I grew up in Johannesburg, went King David Linksfield, um, and about, I think it's already going to be nine years coming up. Um, I moved to Israel from, I grew up, you know, like I, my parents are Israeli and every summer it was Israel, every Chagim it was Israel and finishing, when I finished school, it was a total given that that would be my next step. That would be my new home. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that I was going to, you know, be in Israel. So boom, took, took the step looking back. I'm still in shock that 18-year-old me, you know, signed on her first lease in a little apartment in Herzliya all by myself. But it was a big, it was a big step done with a lot of love and courage. And I'm really happy I did it. After I got to Israel, I did my undergrad at the IDC in Herzliya, which is an amazing international school where I got my undergrad in government diplomacy and strategy. Um, then in my last year, I was kind of in an honors program where they basically pick 20 kids out of the international school and the Israeli school from all the schools um, together. And it's a it's a 20-person program focused on diplomacy and leadership. And kind of that's where I got a little bit deeper, not into Israeli society, um, but also just giving me a little bit more direction of where I wanted to head. And in that program, I kind of started getting – I realized that I was like really – good at communication and what how that unraveled like in the jobs that that came that is that I started seeing how that was intersection the intersection with visual communications and design and that kind of led me to getting more into the design field um and really always being super passionate about technology Israel being the startup nation perfect place you know kind of to have that integration between the creative world the tech world um and yeah, then the company started going. I started doing my master's degree, which was in design, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Really cool multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary degree that they, I mean, I think they have it in a few places, but Israel's definitely leading the way in all about innovation, how to bring it into companies, how to create different processes. So that was really cool and different. I kind of like calling it the crossover between you know, it's kind of like a creative MBA because they teach you a lot of business strategy and stuff like that, but also very creative, very design focused. Um, and yeah, since then, it's just been a cool journey. The company took off, thank God. Um, and we were work, we've worked with over 20 clients in the past, um, two years recently. Stray, uh, one of the ones I was looking at, which was interesting, uh, mm-hmm. because we actually had a recent connection with it here in South Africa. Uh, is that you've worked a lot in the medical cannabis space, uh, which obviously Israel is very, very famous for. Uh, and they recently had 
uh, a big cannabis expo in Cape Town. I think it was late last year. Uh, and you guys have done a lot of design around that to sort of help communicate what what the products mean and 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 and, and you know the kind of change that that's bringing to society as well. Yeah. So cannabis. You know, when I moved to Israel and I started working in the cannabis industry, I would always kind of be embarrassed and wouldn't want to tell people about it because they would think, you know, people didn't really have that association of medical cannabis back then. But, um, yeah, we basically realized that there was a kind of gap in the market that a lot of cannabis brands were coming out, not just out of um, America and Europe, but also out of Israel. So we created a sub-agency called Hash Creative which was a creative agency for the cannabis space. And I was actually at that Canatec Cannabis Expo in Cape Town. The first one was in Tel Aviv, which I took part. I mean, I was part of that company since inception. Um, and the, the, the amazing thing about Canatec Cape Town was that just seeing South Africa coming on the map and all the different opportunities um, that cannabis could bring on a agricultural level, on a technological level, on a social, like socioeconomic level, you know, really seeing how it is such a holistic product and could really help pick up different sectors and markets in South Africa. Um, See, so yeah, our was really cool. And one of our biggest clients that we were working with was a company called Gynica based out of Israel doing amazing research for female cannabis, like female cannabis um, medication. And basically in the female body, the part that has, the second most reactors to cannabis that works the best with cannabis is the female reproductive system. So they were creating amazing products for female, for the female body, um, cannabis products for the female body. I fell in love with them. They were loving us. Um, and that kind of really brought me into the female, the female technology world, which is called femtech. And that's like an entire industry in itself. Um, yeah, and femtech we're going to be, really be talking a little bit about that. Uh, as well, uh, we're talking today to Erin Weltman. Uh, she is uh, from High Pitch. She's a, a communicator and a designer, uh, and uh, as well as a, a bunch of other things. And we're just talking to her about uh, how she got into his, uh, her journey into Israel, and uh, as well as some of the things that she's getting up to. We're going to be taking a short break. When we come back, we're going to be uh, discussing further that uh, issue of femtech uh, and, and what it means, uh, and uh, all sorts of things, including. Biohacking, if you never heard about that. Uh, but that's all coming up after the break. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman. Uh, this is the New Blue Review. Welcome back to the program. Talking today to uh, Yarin Weltzman. Uh, she's a designer and a, um, uh, an entrepreneur. And uh, we're just finding out what is going on. Uh, in, in, in Israel and, uh, just in general in the space. By the way, uh, Diskem Linksfield has opened a magnificent new store in the neighborhood complex in Linksfield, corner Sivan and Club Street. It's a full line Diskem store, which means that in addition to your meds, supplements, hygiene and health foods, Diskem Linksfield has a wellness and a well baby clinic. There's ample free parking and remember, Diskem, uh, also do free delivery. That's Diskem Linksfield, pharmacists. Who care? Now, you're in just before the break, you were starting to get into this discussion around femtech connected to uh, medical cannabis, all of this kind of thing. And you've, you've been talking a little bit about uh, this. You, you've been doing a few um, presentations on this topic. You had one uh, a month or two ago. Uh, first of all, talk to us about this idea of femtech. Uh, what does it actually mean? Uh, and, and you also focus a lot on this issue of, 
of biohacking, this this idea of optimizing the body. So talk to us about what what that is all about and and where you you're fitting in with with your work at the moment. So basically, when we kind of fi- founded High Pitched, my business my business partner, who is no longer my business partner, we've kind of both moved on to new opportunities right now. But when we started, um, we really focused on the fact that we were two female founders in an industry that is not so female dominated. And we really saw that like women and men kind of needed different conditions to succeed. So when we started off the company, we really were focused on creating micro communities. We were doing you know, pro bono consulting, um, helping you or Lim in Israel, helping them integrate, giving them career advice, career workshops. We were doing work um, like amazing women's breakfast. And we were really seeing that we were creating kind of a new kind of community and really giving women the opportunity to, to network. And now we're seeing the fruit um, that's come from all these seeds, you know, that we kind of planted. Um, and part of that was starting to give workshops and to start educating and, what one of the ways that it kind of came about this whole biohacking thing is I've always been I'm like a productivity freak love waking up at 5 a.m going for that run doing whatever I can really trying to live my best most productive to the max kind of life um and really realizing sometimes that that wasn't really playing to my advantage and that some days you know, I wasn't feeling as strong as I was on different days and kind of getting upset with myself. Why am I not, you know, working hard enough? I have to wake up. And all of a sudden, I kind of realized that, like, hold on one second. We know, first of all, for those of you who don't know what biohacking is um, in general, but biohacking is different kinds um, of techniques using either food or lifestyle or exercise or different supplements um, to enhance life. So I'm sure that you've heard of it maybe in terms of intermittent fasting or high intensity interval training, you know, there's really all different kinds of hacks that people do today um, to really optimize their life. But these are all very true for males, you know, for the kind of male body. But what they don't take into consideration is that female bodies and male bodies sometimes work a little bit differently because females are circular circular beings um, and we do menstruate and we do have a different hormonal system. So, Basically, how the for me the question was okay, how do I start living according to this other system that's happening within me? And that kind of brought me um, to the whole female biohacking. And when I started implementing it into my life and seeing how amazing um, it was, I just felt like wow, this is something I want people to know about it. Started telling my friends about it. I I got to know about it through my friend who's an amazing educator um, and. Yeah, so we started giving these workshops already, like the one that you just mentioned was for Women in Tech, which is an international community of women in technology, um, 20,000 strong, and this was for their Israel ch- chapter. And really, a lot of the times, this space is all is a bit wellness, and it's a little bit more on the like female spiritual side, and my... I, my idea was, okay, well, how do we take all these principles and bring them into the workplace and teach women how to tap into their biointelligence, which wouldn't just make them more productive, but at the end of the day, make their companies um, make more money. So that's kind of what we started teaching. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can totally go into that. It's a whole science in itself. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of being. Um, I'm happy to touch upon, you know, a few of those a few of those um, techniques, if you like. But, yeah, that was biohacking. 
what has been the reaction to this uh, from companies and 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 staff and and people that you are training are? Uh, you know, I, I, th- I imagine for some people that it is quite like some new concept. The main thing is that it's been a big wow. How was I not taught about this? And a big thing that I'm all about is that okay, you weren't taught about this, but it's your responsibility to take autonomy over your body and make it work. Now, a lot of the pushback that I've gotten and I've seen, you know, you're talking to women who are living in a very male-dominated nine-to-five world. When you say to them, and I'll give you an example of a principle of biohacking, is knowing kind of when to stop and when to let go. When a woman has a fluctuating hormonal cycle, there's certain times in the month where she'll feel a little bit weaker or a little bit stronger, and it really is um, up to her to know when to stop and when to kind of give herself a break and when to not. So when I advocate, you know, for example, that if women during or around their menstruation to go a little bit less hard on the workouts or even, you know, work less in general, they they come and they say, well, how do you expect me to do that when I'm working in a job? My boss would not understand that. And really the idea of menstrual cycle awareness and and biohacking is to know that this is not about an all or nothing. Even if you can just stop bringing awareness to these different elements, um, they really can stop making a difference. So I've gotten pushback on different directions. In America, one of when I've given like online workshops and, you know, in America and also Europe, there's, there, there was more sensitivity talking about female and male and that whole gender binary issue which was also a really interesting conversation so you know wherever you give it this kind of different pushback um but yeah at the end of the day all i want to do is bring awareness to females to help them connect to their bodies and once they have that autonomy and that leadership that can totally trickle out um into different areas of their life their home their home their careers um yeah and just make them superstars now, talking about connection and particularly from uh, the woman's perspective, uh, you, there, there's another element which uh, I suppose is not really the biohacking, but but it's not, I would say, actually disconnected either. Um, and that's be, that's because you have also decided in a way to sort of hack or, or 21st century arise uh, the bat mitzvah process. Uh, and you, you, you've started an organization, a course, uh, I'm not sure quite how, how to frame it, uh, called the My Bat Mitzvah Journey, where, uh, you, you take a young girls, uh, on a, on a bat mitzvah journey from a, I don't know, from a completely new perspective, but, but almost updating what we think of as a bat mitzvah for the 21st century. Talk to us a little bit about that. Totally. So, I mean, I think that one of the most underrated brands and opportunities in the Jewish space and within the Jewish life cycle is is the idea of a bat mitzvah. And I mean, I remember my bat mitzvah, you know, we had this cute little ceremony, we were in shul, we prepared for it for a few months. I personally felt like it was underwhelming. I think my parents were, they were, pr- they were very proud, but they were kind of a little bit bored. And there hasn't been a lot of innovation ceremonies and that whole process still happens, not only in South Africa, in Australia, in Europe, in America, you know, it's really this it's the space that has not been revolutionized. And this is kind of where my idea came to create an online platform called My Bat Mitzvah Journey. And basically what it is, mothers and daughters take this journey together. They log in. Um, it's an eight 
program and basically the curriculum not only focuses on traditional um, topics such as mitzvot or prayer or tikkun olam, charity, but also on a lot of more holistic topics such as wellness, such as mental health, menstruation, and, and really is to create a safe and a safe environment um, for mothers and daughters to open up these conversations and for daughters to, do, to step in to their womanhood from a place that is loving and safe and secure. And I mean, what I've seen and really has been so amazing is that when mothers and daughters really take this course, um, that not only are the, are the daughters learning and really preparing for the bat mitzvah, but the mothers are just um, really stepping into their motherhood in a new way, learning about their Jewish identity in a new way. And it's kind of really bringing in this new conversation between mothers and between daughters. Um, and for me, the bat mitzvah, the bat mitzvah pro- project, um, but the journey is being a bat mitzvah is not just about I'm turning 12 and I'm going to, you know, start being a daughter of the commandment, whatever that means. And I feel like a lot of women, young women these days, especially maybe from less affiliated homes, um, don't feel so connected to that and really to learn that being a female, a Jewish female is not just something that I step into when I'm 12. I'm a bat mitzvah when I'm 30 and 60 and 100 years old, Bezrat Hashem. Um, and really, what does that mean? That, that was that was the question for me in the bat mitzvah journey. The question of what does it mean to be a Jewish woman today? What does it mean to be a Jewish female leader today? Um, and what are we doing about that to start that conversation and to ask these questions? Um, and really, my vision for the bat mitzvah journey is that it becomes a household journey in Jewish homes all over the world and that mothers want to step up into into the into their role as like leading the next generation because it's very easy to you know want to have big changes that coming that are that come from top down but really this is about creating a movement that is from bottom up um and this platform is really easy to use and it just gives mothers um the tools to 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 take the course to do the journey with their daughters basically there's videos then underneath there's conversation starters there's different activities there's printable materials you know anything from guided meditation how to write your speech um um gratitude list challah inspiration booklets like it's the whole really it's covered a to z um and it's been really exciting we've had some interest from Jewish communities all over the world, hopefully getting into a few schools in Australia and I'm hoping for it to come into South Africa, still trying to make that work. Um, but it's exciting. And I feel like, you know, it was really my little Corona project. I started working on it during the first lockdown. And then I realized like, wow, this is at the intersection of all the things that I love. I love female, female leadership. I love female empowerment. I love Torah, I love spirituality, I love being a Jewish woman, I love design, I love technology, and this was really just a really cool project that allowed me to kind of put everything that I love, and the intersection of that was, boom, the Bat Mitzvah journey. So that was really exciting, and if there is any, you know, mothers listening that would like to take this journey with their daughters, they can totally check out um, mybatmitzvahjourney.com or reach out. Um, yeah, so definitely all about that experiential Jewish education and how that's kind of, you know, that's been the online world, but offline I've been giving a lot of many women's circles, if it's new moon circles or Chodesh circles, full moon circles, um, and, yeah, creating community, that's what it's about. 
Let's go back to the femtech uh, stuff just for a little, a little bit. I mean, you, you spoke about the biohacking, which is very much a sort of way of life kind of uh, element and it's how you react. But, but obviously, Startup Nation, the, the tech side, there's literally every single day something coming out uh, of Israel uh, in, in various spaces. So, so what are you seeing uh, that's interesting in, in the femtech space that people should be looking out for? Uh, as as people are going forward. So femtech in general, female technology, is any kind of technology that deals with women's health and women's wellness. So we see it across the woman's lifespan from the beginning um, of her stepping into her womanhood um, to, you know, fertility tracking apps, different technologies and solutions that are there to help women across the female lifespan. So we're seeing in America, you know, a lot of hype around telemedicine, especially now with Corona, that women that are coming to do different, different checkups that aren't a hundred percent necessary. They don't want to take the risk of going into the clinics. Um, so they kind of, all these startups are really taking a big, a big boom, especially also around mental health. Um, because we know that the situation is really people are having a very different, difficult time um with their mental health and, and and so we're seeing a lot of different yeah a lot of different technologies and innovations in Israel there is a female tech hub um called Eve Chava which is i think really cute you know the first primordial woman and kind of calling it technological accelerator um after that archetype i think is really cool but what we're seeing the biggest problem in the tech tech sector is that a lot of investors are still males and males don't understand not not that they don't understand but i i've spoken to many female founders and one of their main issues is that when you're speaking to a male um investor they or a vc you know a venture capital firm or different stuff like that like they're they are skeptical to invest in female technology not because they don't believe in female founders um but because they don't always connect to to that space, you know, you you pitch like a menstrual app um, to an investor, and that's not always taken so so well. So we are seeing that it's more difficult for female founders to raise money for for their companies. Um, but it's still happening. It's still doing. There's an incredible international network of women of different female founders all across the board. Um, and yeah, and like for, for us, we kind of got into that through through cannabis because. Technology happening in the cannabis space, um, and that kind of this entire new world, which is it's really exciting. And I feel that women creating for women is just you're able to take the technology and make it that much more human centric because you're a female creating for another female, um, and I think that's really important. Now, if people want to uh, have a look at the kind of work that you're doing at High Pitched for some of the brands that you're working on, or want to have a look at uh, the bat mitzvah uh, classes or some of the tech stuff, uh, where can people go and have a look at your stuff? Totally. So, firstly, they can go on to yarinwaltzman.com, um, which is kind of a space where I have, I also do multidisciplinary dish, digital art. So, I have my art up there, I have the company stuff up there, different, um, different projects. So, yarinwaltzman.com. I'm also on Instagram, um, and for the Bat Mitzvah Journey, uh, it's, um, www.mybatmitzvahjourney.com. Um, 
And yeah, we'd be happy to be in touch with anyone who wants to continue the com- the femtech conversation, the biohacking conversation, the design meets technology conversation, um, all about the the intersection of all these amazing things. Um, and yeah, even direct contact to yarianweltzman7 at gmail.com. We'd be happy to chat and connect. Right, well, there, there we go. Go have a look uh, if you go check out Yarin's websites. First of all, absolutely a beautiful just from an aesthetic perspective, uh, but you can uh, just really get a sense about some of the work that she's been doing and some of the topics that we've been uh, discussing. And if uh, I'm, I'm sure if you're trying to, uh, you know, have an interesting end of your function, perhaps, or, or, or want to motivate a team, certainly couldn't think of anybody uh, better who is on the cutting edge uh, of, of some really uh, revolutionary tech and ideas. So, Yarin, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your, your time and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so much for having me. Sending love all the way from Jerusalem. <laughs>